Welcome to the Life Church STL podcast. Wherever you're joining us from, we hope this message encourages and inspires you. Thanks for listening and enjoy today's message. We're going to be in Luke 12. And uh, if you'd like to turn your Bibles or turn on your Bible apps or whatever, uh, we'll be in Luke 12 today for the most part. Um, and you just have the moment where Jesus is teaching. He's got so many people gathered around him, and, he, and he's teaching them. And, and in the first part of the, the chapter, he's speaking about the fear of God. He's speaking about whether we fear man or, or fear God more. And I've talked about that before I'm not going to get into that so much this message but you know that fear being do we are we in awe of who God is and 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 do we understand the the magnitude of who he is and what he's done for us that that it causes us to be in this place of just fear you know not so much a fear that that he's this mean, angry God, but he can be, and that's not a bad thing. Not mean, but God does get angry, and I don't want to make him angry. I don't want to make him angry at me. I don't want to cause him to have this, this feeling about me that, that brings this righteous judgment, if you will. But Jesus is talking about this, this fear of God, and, and, and he's talking about confessing Christ before before men, he's, he's in this moment where he's saying, if you would confess me, I will confess of you. And all this like deep spiritual stuff, you know, like he, he's laying out some serious things. And then there's one of these guys that's standing around and he's like, hey, Jesus, will you just actually, can you settle a dispute? Between me and my brother about our inheritance, will you, will you tell him to give me my part of the inheritance? And I'm like, who are you? <laughs> you know, like, what? This, he's laying out these, these heavy things, and this guy's like, hey, can you ask my brother to give me some money, please? And in Luke 12, 13, it says, then one from the crowd said to him, teacher, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. But he said, man, who made me judge or an arbiter over you? And then he said to him, take heed, or said to them, to everybody, take heed and beware of covetousness, for one's life does not consist in the abundance of of the things that he possesses. I love that. Because one's life does not consist in the abundance of things he possesses. How much of our lives are we worried more about what we have or if we can acquire something than about our soul? You know, you, you've got... You've got Jesus here talking about these things that, that are 
these deep spiritual things. And this guy is worried about his money, what he can get. And it, and it just made me think because, you know, look, we're all human, right? Hopefully. We're all human. And we all have these, these urges or these, these wants or, you know, what we say sometimes needs, you know, and with, in our family, you know, when somebody says, hey, I need this, and usually the response is, do you need it or do you want it? Do you need it to live? Do you need it because, like, let's just take shoes, for example, because I like shoes, and my kids like shoes, and they're always asking for shoes. Well, the problem is, is as a kid, as a youth or, or when you're younger, before you're fully grown, you just grow out of shoes so, so much. It's ridiculous. Any parents out there? You know, you're wanting a $150 pair of shoes that will last you because your foot will only fit in them that long, about three months, you know? And usually what I tell my kids is, I have shoes that are actually older than you. I have shoes that I've had since I was 16, which is way before you were born. But I, I like shoes too, you know? I like getting cool new, new shoes. And, and I just, I'm thinking about, am I coveting something? See, if you need new shoes, you need new shoes. And I'm, look, this message is not about just having one pair of shoes or having just enough. Believe me, I have a, quite a few pair of shoes. But the problem is where our heart is at in the matter. You know, like, what is our heart leaning toward in this thing? And it goes across the board in our entire lives. You know, I was reading the some statistics and different things. And they say that like each and every one of us is uh, comes in front of or by commercials or billboards or whatever, like 5,000 advertisements a day. That seems unbelievable, but it's probably the case, especially nowadays. We're on our phones all the time and you know any Anything that you click on has like 45 advertisements before you can even get to what you're reading. You know what I'm saying? It's like you can't even get to what you're trying to get to without going through tons of, tons of ads. And the thing is, is that these advertisements, what the world, see what the world is telling you is that you need something to make you happy or to make your life better. Like this will give you life. This will make it all better. Like, you can try to find a commercial that doesn't say that, but it just is not there, you know? There's not a commercial that's like, we have this product, but it's horrible, and it will make your life miserable. They don't have those advertisements. But we're bombarded every day with all this stuff saying, th these, these ads are people telling us, if you just... Get this thing. It's going to make your life complete. It is going to give you life. When in reality that it will maybe make us happy for a moment because 
it in, again, studies, that acquiring things or buying something, whether you need it or don't need it, actually release chemicals like dopamine in, in your body that make you feel good. It's going to make you feel good, but you know how long that lasts? A few seconds, maybe. I mean, like, that, that doesn't just continually flow through your body after that because you have this thing that they told you you needed. It's just a, a moment, just a moment in time. So what is life? In John 17, 3, it says, and this is eternal life that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. See, life is not having things. Life is knowing God. Like, life, and life even more abundantly, like overflowing in us. Like, you're like, I just want to be happy. I want to, you know... Just be bouncing off the walls, excited, and that's, the stuff is not going to give you that, but what is going to give you that is God. Like if we are seeking after Him, like we can seek after stuff, because I know we can seek, I can seek after stuff. (laughs) Pastor Rick said, yeah, he can. And then there was a comment that said, my mom, Donna said, said, you got it from him. (laughs) (laughs) But then you have Jesus coming to this moment where he starts to tell a parable now. He's telling these things of God and about knowing Him, having the fear of God and confessing Christ, not being ashamed to confess about Christ before men and then having somebody just be worried about the money that he was supposed to get. So in verse 16, Luke 12, 16, he says, Then he spoke a parable to them saying, the ground of a certain rich man yielded plentifully. And he thought within himself saying, what should I do since I have no room to store my crops? So he said, I will do this. The guy's talking to himself. I think that's probably your first mistake. He's just back and forth with himself. I will do this. I will pull down my barns and build greater. And there I will store all my crops and goods. And I will say to my soul, you have many goods laid up for many years. Take your ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, fool, this night your soul will be required of you. Then whose will those things be which you have provided? So is he who lays lays up his treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. It's not bad to be productive. It's not bad to have so many crops. I'm using the farmer here. It's not bad that he 
produced, like that, that the work from his hands produced so many crops that he didn't have enough place to store it in. It's not even bad that he said, hey, I'm going to build bigger barns. I'm going to tear down the old ones because they're small, they're dilapidated, they can't even hold my stuff. I'm going to build bigger barns to store the crop that I have here in. It's not bad to build a bigger barn. What is Jesus trying to tell us here? Why is this man called a fool? That's what this parable is about. The reason that this man is called a fool and and Jesus says that God says to him, look, your life is going to be called tonight. You're not going to live past this night. And then whose will that stuff be? Not that he was a great farmer and had all this, this crop that he had to store. Not that he wanted to build bigger barns. But in Luke 12, 20, again, it says, But God said to him, Fool, this night your soul will be required of you. Then whose will those things be? Those things that you have provided. It's not bad to provide those things. But Jesus is speaking to him right here, and he's like, Who will those, whose crops will those be whenever you're not here anymore? Those things don't go with you. Those things don't give you happiness at the end of your life when you go into eternity. Those, those things that mean nothing. And they'll be given to somebody else. See, it was building these bigger barns because he had so many crops. That's great. I mean, different things like let's say in our life. It's like, <laughs> we might need a bigger house because we're having more kids. We might need a bigger car because we're having more kids. We, we might need to think differently because we're in a different place in our life and we have to, to, to bring ourselves to a place where we think differently and invest differently. But in verse 19 he says, I will say to my soul, soul, like I will say, again, he's talking to himself. He says, I I will say to my soul, Soul, you have many goods laid up for many years. Take your ease, eat, drink, and be merry. Now look at this. He's not saying like, I'm going to be content. He's actually saying, this is actually going to save my soul. I'm talking to my soul here. My spirit. My spirit is going to be saved by the things that I have. I will be content and happy because I have these things. It's not 
that he had the things. It's that he put his faith and his trust in things and not in God. It's not, again, a horrible thing to have stuff. You know, Pastor Tori and I are, are thinking about like what the, if we're supposed to move, if we're supposed to, you know, buy a different house, you know, I know the, which makes it difficult. The housing market is crazy right now, but those are things that we're like thinking about and praying about. And And the main desire in our heart in it, and what we check ourselves in is, what, what is, what is the reason? Why, why would I want to move? And for us, it's to have a space for our kids, for grandkids, that hopefully aren't very soon, for people to come, to, to, to people to be a part of our lives, you know? To spend time with people, to grow with, with friends and family and, and to be able to spend time. And, you know, the house we have now is, is fine, it's decent, but it's not that great of a place to have, like, Christmases together or have, like, our staff party for the church or, or to you know, have a group of people over. It's just not that great of a place to do that. And, and so, and as I think about that, I think about what is the reason that we would want to do that? And is my reasoning going to make God happy more than it makes me happy? The, what I'm doing, is it going to please God? First Corinthians 15:32. Paul says this. He says, "If in the manner of men I have fought with beasts at Ephesus, what advantage is it to me? If the dead do not rise, let us eat and drink, for tomorrow we die." So you have this thing right here where Paul is talking, he's really saying the opposite or kind of what this parable is saying. When Jesus is talking about this man, he has all these barns, and, or he builds bigger barns and he's because he's got so many crops. And the reason that he did, does it is because he wants to eat, drink, and be merry. And now here we have Paul at 1 Corinthians and he's saying, if I fought with beasts at Ephesus, what advantage is it to me if the dead do not, if I had done all these great things, if I was a warrior, if I created, if I did all these things, what does it mean if there's nothing beyond this life? Anything that I save. So if there's nothing beyond this life, then I might as well eat, drink, and be merry. So what does that mean? If there is something, and there is eternity, if there is a God, and there is our creator, our savior, he's there. 
So why would I store up my treasures or why would I just say, eat, drink, and be merry now whenever I could be pursuing a life to be able to spend eternity with Him, focused on who He is? Why would I not do that? In Luke 12, 21, Jesus says, So is he who lays up treasures for himself and is not rich toward God. What is he saying? This parable, the guy, the barns, the crops. And then he says, look, your life's going to end. And then whose is that stuff going to be? And Jesus says, it's the same for those. What I'm saying is those that lay up their treasure for themselves here on earth, and aren't rich toward God. It's the same exact thing. Do we want to be laying up treasures for ourselves, or do we want to be laying up treasures with God, storing up those things with Him? You know, I believe that, that Jesus is trying to, to make a point to us. Of course, he was making a point there. But I believe it's so much even more true now, if it can be, than it was then. There's so many things that we can acquire or have. And God wants to bless us, right? I think about even like it during the worship service and who God is and what he's done for us and, and, and how he blesses us and he's, he has the victory and, and, and all these things that we've sung about. And he wants to bless us and he wants us to be, to be blessed financially, blessed with our family, with kids, in our relationships, with our friends, blessed at work. But what is our heart in each of those things? And that is what, that's what Jesus is getting to in this, in this passion. He's saying, is your heart for having some money stored up? so that I can use you to bless people or so that you can use yourself to bless yourself? So that you can say, I can relax and be fine for years. And I was thinking about, you know, Pastor Tori, I think it was a couple, two weeks ago. And she shared about this couple that's doing these financial uh, classes. An amazing couple. And, and the story that they told about God just asking them to give more and more and how it was something that seemed impossible. If they started taking more of a percentage and, and giving it away and blessing people and doing this. But what did God do? 
God started blessing them more and more. And in that story, that they, they had a house that they were trying to pay off. And they're like, but God, we're, we're trying to pay off our house. But you're asking of us that we give more. So we won't be able to pay this house off. We may not even be able to have the things that, you know, we want to have. And God said, just do it. Just, just see what I do. And as they started to give more and more, not just of this kind of like religious, I'm going to give this much because I have to, because God requires it, but saying, God, I, I want to trust you, and I want to put my finances in your hand. I, I want to lay it all out and open, and whatever you ask me to do, I will do it. And then all of a sudden, you, you know, I think you did explain the whole story, and, and they actually pay, paid their house off years before they were going to, even before God asked them to do this. And how does that happen? And I think about, again, the farmer storing the stuff in his barns. He's trying to take care of himself. It's what he can build and what he can produce to fill what he built. But if in the same way he was blessed with great crops, and instead of saying, I can just relax now if I build bigger barns and store all this up, if he just said, God, you've blessed me. God, you have helped me to provide for my family, and, and the reason that I have more crops than I ever had before is because of you and what you've done for me. And, and I want to be a blessing and I want to give. I, I want you to use me. Imagine what would have happened. I think about this story, like how would it have changed? And of course, this is a parable that Jesus is telling, but could you imagine if this parable was saying that, that this farmer provided or grew these crops, and he had so much that he couldn't store it in his barn, so he started giving it away. And all of a sudden, God started blessing him to where he had more and more crops than he had before. And then God brought around people to help him to build bigger barns so that he could give more away, so that he could be used by God more, so that God could bless him even more, so that he could be more of a blessing. See, money isn't a bad thing. A bigger house isn't a bad thing. A new car isn't a bad thing. It all goes back. Every time I see Jesus talking about this, you know when they talk about, Pastor Matt said, uh, was it last week? About the camel going through the eye of a needle and, and that whole story and how hard it is for somebody that's rich. It's not impossible, but what is the point? It's not hard for them to get to heaven because God's saying, no, I don't think I want you here. What makes it hard is that their heart is turned more towards money. 
sometimes. And God's saying, I just don't want your, I will give you millions of dollars as long as your heart stays toward me. As long as your heart is for me using you to bless people, to, or to be a blessing. I will give you everything that you need and more abundantly if your heart is in the right place. I think that's what this story is about. It's not about the stuff. It's about the heart. What is the posture of our heart in all these things? Is it toward God? I, look, I will be completely honest. I want God to bless me and to bless you and to bless all of us with lots of money. I'm not going to be preaching about God, you know, blessing you with money if you, you know, buy this holy water or anything like that. <laughs> okay. Uh, you, you know, it's, I, I'm not going to be preaching like God is... Everything's going to be easy. Everything's going to be simple, and God's just going to bless you, and you're going to have all this stuff, and it's just going to be awesome. Because you know what happens in that? I've seen it in my own life. Whenever things come easy, I get weak. Whenever things are easy, when there's no pressure, when, when there's no storm to go through, I get weak and soft, and I can't find my way because I've allowed you know, this ease to make me comfortable, to make me just lackadaisical. Is that a word? Yeah. To make me just sit around and do nothing. Whenever there is nothing to fight for, there is no strength produced in your life. And I want to be strong. I want us, God's people, to be strong, mighty warriors. Right? I'm not saying it's going to be easy, but I'm saying that if we're fighting with God, that He is going to provide for us. And I believe that He will bless us. I want to see the blessings of God come in this place and on the church. Why? Not so we can all be like, woo all the money we have, or look how awesome God is, and He blessed us, because I want to see the world blessed. I want to see people come to know God. You know, I'm just going to close with this. Next week, we have one of our missionaries coming, and we're going to talk about missions stuff. Dan Salas is going to be with us, and he's in Panama, he's an amazing missionary out of our church that we've supported for years, doing amazing things. And I think, God, you, you know why I want to be blessed? Because I want to bless people. Like, I want, shh, don't tell him, but I want Dan to be blessed next week. I, he is out there on the mission field, in the prisons in Panama, and feeding people that are hungry, and showing them who God is, and bringing people to Christ, like in another country. And you know why I want you to be blessed? 
Because I want you to bless Dan or someone like him. I want you to bless somebody that is out there that's in need on the street or in your workplace. That's why I want you to be blessed. I don't want you to be blessed so you can sit down and say, let's eat, drink, and be merry. Because I feel like that's what's spoken about most of the time. Let's eat, drink, and be merry. No, let's get up and give. Let's get up and fight. Let's get up and show people who God is. Let's get up and bless those people that are actually going out into the mission field. Let's give to ministries and businesses that that are reaching people and they're doing things for God. I want to do that. I want to be a blessing. I want to help people. And I know that's what you want too. So the whole point of this story, I believe God is just saying, Listen, it's not, it's not about how much crop. It's not about how big the barn. It's about the posture of your heart. What is your heart in the matter? If your heart is like I have, because God has blessed me. So God, I lay my hands open for you to use. For whatever you want. For whatever you have for me. Will you stand with me? Thanks for listening today. We pray this message encourages you. If you have any questions or you'd like to learn more about us as a church, you can always visit us online by going to lifechurchstl.com.